Tripod. It's AJ here, and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fuck-nuggetry. And this is episode 18. And as ever, we have all the usual fun and nonsense for you as our intrepid adventuring party attempt to track down a group of violently unhinged gnomes who have massacred a small coastal village. If you are new to this podcast and can't work out what the hell's going on, don't worry, we've got you covered. Why not give this a pause and go and find our trailer, which gives you a very brief outline of all the main cast of characters. In other news, we now have a Facebook page so that you can get access to all the maps and share your artwork with us easier. So go check that out and maybe consider giving us a follow at facebook.com forward slash adventurers anon. And after the roaring success of its introduction in last week's episode, we are once again going to take a break halfway through the podcast and give a shout out to a few individuals from the wider podcasting and D&D community. So keep an ear out for that. And if you fancy getting your content shouted out, why not slide into our DMs on Twitter and we will see what we can do to help. But you didn't come here to listen to me gabble on, did you? So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join us for this week's episode of Adventurers Anonymous. And we're live! Which is the most exciting part of any week, quite frankly. Right. I should have written you all intros, but you were so rude about my intros last week that I have refused. You're going to keep on working on it if they're going to get better. Yeah, man. It's like, when, it's like when you're putting together your type five. You don't just stop. You don't just stop doing it when someone says they don't like one of your bits. Well, if at first you don't succeed, hide all evidence you ever tried. That's what my dad taught me. Is that why you're here? <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, I've got us a little recap. Maybe if your behaviour sells are right, you some fucking intros next week. Yay. Here's my <laughs> <you, laughs> shit. Right, Belsiar's starting off with a minus 50 XP handicap. <laughs> right. I understand. It's okay. <laughs> I understand. I deserve that. He takes it well, though. Right, here we go. Recap. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had just gathered together after the massacre at Pale Blank Village, doing their utmost to keep morale up in there. Belsia helped one of the villagers to accept that he might find love again one day, all while standing not ten foot from the still-smoking corpse of the man's life partner. Aristobulus led the villagers in a merry dance around the smouldering ruins of their home in a bid to help staunch their grief. Tatty stumbled upon the realisation that he had few choices but to run after his one-time nemesis, who was responsible for the carnage that had befallen the village and all of its inhabitants. In an impassioned speech, he stood before his companions and told them that, although he couldn't ask them to follow him, that he had to go and put all of this right and hunt down the evil known responsible. One by one, the gang stepped forward and said that they would join him, putting aside the option of a warm bed and stew back in Uthodern. Sorry, I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, MacGruber also came to join in, probably just to keep an eye on the map that they had discovered. Before setting off, the gang were presented with a flock of horses by Tavistock. For reasons we can't get into right now, he was high as a kite, 
God damn you, Aristobulus. Stop fucking around with my masterpiece story. Each of the party selecting a horse, they set off, with Tatty choosing the last and discovering that he'd been left with a Frisian cow. Yes, God damn it, it's a cow, people. So off they set, two by two, in the Arctic waste to find justice for the deaths of the villagers. And that is where... Oh, no. What's that? Tatty's cow had to take a pit stop? Its fleshy udders engorged? Not one step further would it go. So our noble little friend pumped that bovine dry, milking it real good, releasing a river of warm, creamy dairy goodness everywhere. Having drained his mount, they were ready to finally carry on on the killer's trail. And that is where we will pick up today's episode. If we can do a crossover with the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, that would be <laughs> a, a dream come true. It's really sad that I know far too many uh, dairy-specific media and publications <laughs> work. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fuck is up. Dairy Global. Dairy Business News. They're not very fucking imagin- imaginative names, to be fair. Jesus Christ. Uh, what about the bovine bi-weekly? Yeah, that's, that's more imaginative than any of their names. As you can imagine, people in the animal nutrition industry are about as creative as, well, a, a sock, basically. What about the moos of the world? <laughs> that's good. I like how that was, so good. There you go. You can you have that. The mm-hmm. Um... Have I got moves for you? Well, that's just the same. That's just the same joke, but we're slightly you different. You laughed at the first one. Why not laugh at the Diminishing returns. Fuck you and your sass. Who do you think you are, Maud? <laughs> right, so. We no, left what? Off. What? what was that? Uh, Loki blindness. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh dear God. Um, no, no, I can't keep I can't keep going down this creamy road. Otherwise we'll never get anything achieved. Okay. So we last left off in a small coppice of trees where the trail had reached the end of the line, with Tatty having managed to spaff a load of warm milk all over the floor the group were finally le- ready to set off on their varying horses uh, how would you like to pick up um, I can't remember last week did I get a sense of how far ahead of us they were I think it was about half an hour maybe less yeah it wasn't that wasn't that long was it um, so you said that the trail is the trail has ended where we are now. Uh, it's it's getting sparser. Yeah, they've stopped off there for sure. Okay, I want to look around and see if I can find any signs of tracks or anything pointing out which way they might have gone from here. All right. Uh, make me a perception check. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. As you dismount from your cow, paddling, wading through the rivers of milk. You make yourself, the steam still rising from the snow where the milk has hit it. You see Aristobulus gorging himself on the rivers of creamy milk. As you make your way further into the coppice of woods, trying to find a trail. You pick up various trails, first of all picking up the footprints of an arctic fox. And then looking around further where you think you've lost the trail, you find an apple core 
in the snow. As you look down, you see print leading off in a northerly direction up the coastline. Okay. Um, I guess I'll, I'll get everyone's attention and um, point out that this is the way that I think that they're heading. That was the way that we were going before, right? It was up the... Yes. Yeah, yeah. They've not double-backed or anything like that. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I'm just going to point out to everyone else that um, I think I think I know which way they're heading and keep an eye out for tracks as I go along, see if I can find a, a reasonable trail. Okay. Anything anyone else wants to do specifically? I just had a thought that was initially a joke, and then it kind of hit me like a cold, like a cold bucket of water. That maybe it's more than a joke. Maybe this is something serious. Um, could I collect some of the milk from the cow in like a little, I don't know, like a maybe like a a thermos? I believe you did last week. I, I think, think I did, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Oh, in that case, yeah, I'll, I'll make. I'll just make. Tati, uh decanted some milk into a little canteen. Yes, I Yeah, I think partway through AJ's weird, like, semi-pornhub fantasy where there was just a gnome <laughs> jacking off a cow. Like, I remember you saying that you wanted you wanted some of it, and yes. they proceeded to narrate possibly the dirtiest scene I've ever heard in my life. What are you talking about? I don't know, it just seems like you found me, man. Have you I, never really, w- I enjoyed it. Have you never watched Planet Earth? It's perfectly natural. Jesus Christ, how do you think little baby calves are raised? I don't know. I, the, the listeners can't see that. Like that. <laughs> see the, look, the look in your eyes as you've been describing this scene. It's animal husbandry. It's, it's the way things should be. I, I Yes, I, I secrete the, the milk into my, my backpack with a slightly worried look on my face as if I don't know what quite I could possibly do. Oh, are you taking it out and pouring the milk into your backpack? No, I'm leaving it here. <laughs> 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 like, you can just hear three gallons of liquid sloshing around in Belsiar's haversack <laughs> on his back. Um, right, Maud, what are you doing? Um, I'd like to start lapping the milk up from the floor, tiefling style. With your tail? No. Mouth that, open was, that, was quick. that was quick. <laughs> um, as as you nourish yourself on the goodness of the milk, um, you just hear the cow saying, "You're welcome." <laughs> right, Tatty, you've picked up the trail. Everyone else mobilising, you lead everyone else off up the trail as you carry on up the headland. Uh, on the edge of the Arctic coastline, you can feel the freezing cold, biting wind rushing in off the sea. Occasionally, bits of ice being thrown into your face as you pull up your scarves, hoods, and any other kind of accoutrement you have to shield yourself against the bitter, bitter, fierce snow and wind. And finally, you come to the edge of a forest. As you see the tree line in front of you, you see the snow-capped firs lining a small wood in front of you on the edge of the coast. The trail carrying on into the tree line. Okay, I want to stop for a couple of seconds and make sure that there's um, make sure that there's no like lookouts on the edge of these on the edge of these woods before proceeding it. Okay. 
Um, make me a perception check. Natural one. Natural one. As as you subtly ride your cow to the edge of a clearing, as you go to dismount the cow, you trip and stumble, getting your foot foot caught in one of the stirrups. As you fall to one side, you just grab onto the ear of the cow. As you fall down, full pelt, swinging on the ear of the cow, you just hear a (laughs) (laughs) at the top of your voice. I really hope that for more that that cow actually sounded like what the fuck <laughs> I can just hear the cow screaming in in moose knees moose knees moose knees that's canon now um, pull it look me in the eye I need this <laughs> as <laughs> as the cow just says you just see birds rising up out of the tree line as that that classic Hollywood trope you see the flapping birds rising up okay uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and calm the calm the cow down and make sure that did we establish that the oh yeah obviously the cow is a sheep I had to milk it. <laughs> you didn't just milk a bull. Like <laughs> yeah, we had this discussion. I remember. I because I, def- I said that she's definitely a she. And someone said, what if it's a he? And I was like, well, I'm not milking a fucking bull. She appears uh, to be getting very agitated. Yeah. <laughs> agitated. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that she's all right. Before. As you look at her, one of her ears is engorged and slightly larger than the other. She looks you in the eye with an evil look. Aww. I'd like to I'd like to stroke her on the head and tell her that it's okay. Um, and that will look after her. As you stroke her on the head, she just looks at you. She's like, I'm having a really tough day. Aww. You have no idea. He didn't milk me gently. <laughs> Oh, yeah. My teats are cracked oh. and now my ears is sore. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> having a really bad day, buddy. Oh. You have anything to eat? Um, I'd like to go back to the group and I'd like to tell them that they can hungry. Um, and see whether we've got whether we have anything amongst us. What do cows eat? Grass, trees, Grass, but barley. I so if you've got like a, a music bar or something like that, they'll be great. Polos. <laughs> uh, I, I I guess I've got like rations of some kind that a horse, a cow might like. You're going to feed it dried billeton. Yeah. As you reach into your backpack, you find an entire wheel of cheese, a half-eaten cherry pie, 47 bacon haddock. Can cows eat cheese? That seems cannibalistic. I suppose they drink milk, so... Do they? Well, baby cows do. Good to see you're really embracing the sense of tension in this adventure. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> tracking down a prolific 
Uh, you don't want to give it a stomach upset. That would be terrible. Yeah. I mean, somebody's ethnically cleansed the village and you guys are standing around outside a small wood, pondering on whether a cow can eat cheese. The death of a village is a statistic. One cow being hurt <laughs> is a tragedy. Can't do anything about the cows. Okay, I... I... I forget the cow. I tell the cow, well, we've How got dare you? bigger fish to fry. <gasps> I try and tip over the cow. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. Uh, make me an athletics <laughs> check. I tell you what, I'm going to make you an opposed strength check. So. Uh, I got it, it's funny. <laughs> oh, no. no, not natural. There's nothing natural about cow tipping. Has anybody actually tipped a cow in real life? <laughs> I'm afraid to say the cow got a twenty-one. As, as you go to tip, as you go, the cow is considerably stronger than you are. As you go to tip the cow, it rocks on its haunches, and as you go to push it over, it recompensates and just flattens you underneath it. Can it kick you as well while it's down? I feel like that would be appropriate. Hanash is just flattened underneath a cow, and. He takes. Which uh, side do you think I was coming at? Hang on. I was at one. Always butt first. Always butt first. Really coming at it from the side. Hanash takes six points of damage. What the fuck? As he's crushed underneath a cow. It's ruined you. As Maud, you just hear hear a voice from the cow. And that feeling's so good. Oh no! Um, I'd like to, I'd like to stroke the cow, and I'd like to offer it. Um, what do I have? I don't think I've got anything. I'd like to offer the cow some honey. <laughs> I'm an animal handling check. <laughs> Eight. Eight. As you offer the cow a hoof up, it very tentatively manages to get back onto four feet as you look at the pancake shape of Hanash crushed into the snow, kind of like looking like, <laughs> like a little green angel into the ground. As you help the cow back up, it looks at you and sniffs you. You reach into your backpack and scoop some fresh honey out of the beehive, putting it underneath the cow's mouth. A little pink tongue whips out in between its teeth licks it and just says ooh I've never had that before as it starts wolfing honeycomb out of your hand it's like, <laughs> mm, I could get used to this mm, mm. <laughs> MacGruber walks into the side up to the side of you and, and just says alright I don't want to make a big problem out of this but quite frankly could you get the fuck on with it because this isn't subtle wow I'm trying, I'm trying but people keep narrating over me um as um as uh alright someone don't want no XP do they <laughs> <laughs> as uh the, as these guys are dealing with the cow I'm just uh I, I'm kneeling down talking to Barbara and uh and I'm not using speak with animals or anything I'm just uh, kind of giving her, giving her a couple of chin scratches and uh, letting her know that 
if we if we find Scarlet and the other gnomes, then things might get bad again. She gets the sense of seriousness. As she looks over at the flattened orc on the floor, she snickers a little bit, rubs herself against you, and then takes in the surroundings a little bit as she weaves in and out of the feet of the cow. Do I notice Barbara sniggering at me? Make me a perception check. Seven. No, you're too busy trying to work out what's cracked in your, like, shoulders somewhere. Something's given. As uh, you just see Barbara like walk past you, giving you shit eye. <laughs> as you set off to the edge of the woods, the orc finally peeling himself out of the ground, <laughs> like a gingerbread man out of a cookie cutter. As he gets back up, slowly shaking himself off, you make your way to the edge of the wood, coming for a bit. Hutty following the um, path through the ground, every so often stopping to assess a broken branch or some sort of uh, displaced snow you manage to follow all the way to the edge of a clearing. As you reach the edge of the clearing, you hear an animalistic noise coming from in front of you. About ten feet. Into a clearing, so can we, can we see it? Do you want to make your way to the edge of the clearing? Oh, I thought that's where we were. I thought we were coming up. You, you, you can see the clearings coming up. You can... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I want to make my way around slightly. Um, you know, like, as if these guys are going to come from, like, straight into the clearing. I want to make my way around the side a little bit. Okay. Just, just kind of sneak around a little bit. You can do that. More, more what are you doing? Um, I'd like to go into self mode. So yeah. uh, sneak as well with Patty. I'm not clever enough to follow those two, so I just go straight forward. But I try to be sneaky. Okay, can I ask like uh, more for a favour, like to pat snow on me? So like if it comes, I can pretend to be a snow. <laughs> no, can I? Because of his dealings with the cow, can I pick <laughs> my tail and can I knock him flat into the biggest pile of snow? But like with some considerable force, so that now he's covered in snow. But make me an unarmed attack. <laughs> oh, you guys really understand the nuances of uh, surveillance and um, an unarmed strike. Yeah, if you want to use your sword or a crossbow, seems a bit seems a bit drastic. Nineteen. Doesn't hurt. As you go to ask Maud whether she will do you a massive boon and make you into a snow orc, you turn around just in time to move as you feel something whip past the end of your nose as you see the blue appendage of her tail shooting through the air. She doesn't seem to be particularly enamoured with you. Oh, that wasn't what I had in mind. I thought he was going to ask it and I was going to flatten him into the floor. That way it was... Well, he did ask. You tried to flatten him into the floor and he missed. That's just rude. Right, can you all, as as whatever's going on at that point is happening, can you all make me a stealth check? 27. Jesus. So I have no stone in this no, you're bright green. I'm oh, sorry. I'm annoyed about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, you do look a bit like a, you look a bit like a fir tree. <laughs> you, if you do that. Be, I've got nine. He doesn't have the nails sticking out of his head, so he doesn't like a weird, awkward branch. Yes. <laughs> um, 
What did you get, Belzia? Uh, 19 plus 1. So 19 plus 1, 20. So as you all make your way forward to the edge of the clearing, all of you just staying low to the ground, keeping a very, very low profile. Except Maud, who gets distracted as she sees up in the trees a, a hornet's nest. Don't ask me what hornets are doing out in the Arctic tundra, but they're Arctic hornets, the worst of all hornets. Are they fluffy ones? <laughs> then you can't see at this range. They're angry Arctic hornets. It's literally like, how could hornets get any worse? Oh yeah, in the Arctic. Arctic. Hurricanes and rage. As you make your way to the edge of the clearing, this is what you see. The cows, it's the cow's former husband. It's a love story. And it's pets. There's my wife's titties. Well, my wife's titties are dry. Dry and cracked. Let me get it cheaper. There you go. You are in the bottom left hand corner of that map. Ooh. This map that we will share on social media. Which... Bottom left. <laughs> so we do like those like the three little piggies. Yeah, they're piggies. So oh, brilliant. Oh, and there's little baby piggies too. And they're like piglets strapped to the side. <laughs> no, it's like a piglet, right? That's a piglet. There's baby <laughs> piggies and there's footprints. Right. <laughs> no expense has been spared in the creation of this map. Admittedly, it's not 4K. I apologise. Uh, it's two Some expense has been spared. Some expense has been spared <laughs> in the making of this map. We will, of course, share the map on social media. We'll put it up on our Twitter and Instagram accounts so that you can all follow along at home. But for those of you who are following, the adventurers are all in the bottom left-hand corner of the map with there's three trees and a pride of pigs. That's definitely a the pride of pigs. What's it called? A, a, a a snuffle, a bacon. A I, mean, I think bacon is right. Big omelets. <laughs> you, you are all in the bottom left-hand corner of the map. In front of you, <coughs> in the distance, in the clearing, you can just make out a wagon that has been unhitched and some tents. It must be a good map. Everyone's quiet. I was just double checking if it was actually 4K, but it's not. No, it isn't 4K. I told you. Still having a go. <laughs> pegging me. Jesus Christ. Which is 100, 100 XP handicap. Um, what time of day is it right now, roughly? Oh, God. Um, it's about one in the afternoon. Oh, okay. Oh. You can tell because your tummy's rumbling. Oh, is that, that where the piggies look so good? Is that where the piggies look so good? Can we see the piggies? Yeah, yeah, you can see the pigs in the clearing as they're snuffling around in the snow as they dig up. They're looking through tree roots and things like that, looking for anything that they can pick out of the hard, frozen ground. What do you do with the animals? The pigs or our animals? Well, your animals, yeah. I don't know, my, me and my horse don't really get along, so I'm like, you stay here, you fuck, fuck you up, bitch. Make an animal handling check. Okay. 15. 15. As you give your horse a stern talking to, your horse <laughs> gives you the real stink eye. As it grits its teeth, you can see its yellow chipped nag's teeth grind together, but it gets to the point. There's an embittered understanding between the pair of you. 
Can I... No, I'm not going to hitch up the cow. got an idea for this cow. Whoa. Mm. Not quite. I've got a great idea. As you make your way to the edge of the clearing, Tatty, you feel a warm sensation behind your ear as you look back and see that the cow is licking you on the back of your head. It's come to join you. The cow is not staying low to the ground. <laughs> Best ever in the The cow is not tactically compliment. <laughs> uh, um, speak with animals or anything. Okay, I'm going to hitch the cow to, to one of the trees. Make me an animal handling check. I'd like to volunteer my animal talking services. Can I do it with advantage then? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, if we want to speed the storyline along. Maud, you talk to the cow and explain the situation. She looks at you with a forlorn look on her face and says, But I've had a bad enough day. Now you want to shackle me to a tree? And I slap the cow and tell it to get over itself. But the pigs are free. They're going to be dead soon. It's fine. Oh, this isn't a happy story, is it? No. <laughs> uh, 22. The cow just looks at you forlornly, licks you up the front of your face from chin to eyebrows, and then just resigns itself to the fact that it's been, like, roped to a tree. Obviously, when I say roped to a tree, I mean, like, it's got, like, a little thing around its neck. Not, like, roped to a tree, like a bandit. (laughs) No, 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 that's what I'm going for. So it can reach grass and some bushes, can't it? So it can have a good old munch. Absolutely. In this fantasy construct that we put together, no animals were harmed. Good. Except That's for the not- otters, about 20 after, after you slap the cow around. After you slap the cow around, no cow. It, it, was, uh, it was just, it was for the cow's own good. They didn't want to get in hysterical. <laughs> As you walk off, the cow just says, You're welcome. Aww. <laughs> That's its little tagline. Keep saying it. That's what we're going to hear one day. In, a, in an inn somewhere, we'll just hear the familiar voice saying, You're welcome. And we'll be like, Oh, it's that cow. As someone serves you a steak dinner. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I ask the cow, as just before we leave, can I ask the cow what the cow's name is? Angus. <laughs> I thought it was a female cow. The cow looks at you and says, It's 1523. If I want to identify as a man, then I can identify as a man. Cow gender is a, is a complicated topic. I don't fit into your stereotypical constructs. Just because you milk me doesn't mean I can't be a man. Fucking okay, right on, Angus. Right <laughs> on. You go back to the patriarchy and you tell him. You tell him. Angus said, fuck you. Right. Now that you've uh, now that you've alienated Angus, what are you all doing? As you reach the edge of the clearing, <coughs> um, Belsiar, as you are at the edge, um, you hear a little snuffling noise. As you look over, Aristobulus is leaning out of the clearing, and he's like, "Here, bacon seeds. Here, bacon seeds. Here, bacon seeds." As he tries to get one of the piglets to come to him. Bacon just... seeds. That's fantastic. That's cute. And also terrifying. I think these are just normal pigs. They're not like guard pigs or watch pigs. 
Or dragon pigs. Or dragon pigs. I don't know. Make me a, make me a perception check. I mean, these might be... I mean, it's D&D. These might be magical pigs that will alert the uh, whoever we're tracking. Uh, Boy, dog plus perception. Twelve. Twelve. As you look at the pigs, you try and discern their intent, glaring eagerly into the side of one of the pigs, trying to discern whether it's from the Underdark, whether it's been trained in being a guard... All you really see is it snuffling around. As one of the other pigs takes a shit and the first pig starts snuffling through it, eating it, you discern that it's just a pig. I, I tell the rest of the group, I think they're normal pigs. Um, can I... Um, can I skirt around where, where the pigs are and go into that pack of trees um, just above them? Yep. Looking left, looking right, as you burst forward... You see there's some rocks to your right-hand side as you um, break through out of the tree line, skitting in and out of the pigs. You're low to the ground anyway as a gnome. You dodge in and out of the pigs who make a squealing noise. As you look over, you hear a cough. As you dive into the tree line in front, you see two two gnomes to the right-hand side where the large boulder is on the bottom of the map. All right, okay. On the bottom? Where that large rock is on the bottom, there's two gnomes. Okay, uh, bottom middle. Yep, bottom middle. So I'm in the I'm in the tree line just above where the pigs are, and I yep. can jump about. Yeah, I can see that boulder, right? Yeah. Okay. Can we see if there's Can we see if there's anyone around the wagon from where we are, or like in that general area? Uh, Tatty, has Lady come with you? I was just about to say, yeah, I'd like Barbara to come with me. Who, Barbara? Sorry. Uh, Barbara's come with Tatty Tatty is now in the tree line just above the pigs as the rest of you are still off to the below, just below the pigs Tatty, you see two um, gnomes off by the large rock at the bottom of the map and you can hear the chitter chatter of various gnomes up inside the encampment yes can, can I mm-hmm. can I go to the tree line that is in the middle of the bottom middle of the page just behind that's where Tati is oh I thought he was just above the pigs yeah Tati went north of the pigs yeah so I bottom middle you want to go to the bottom middle sorry I'm with you Uh, yes make me a stealth check because what I'd like to eventually do is I'd like to end up in the bush just behind the horses okay so as you make your way make me a stealth check I'd like to follow more as well Oh boy, it's all getting hot. It's getting hot in here. Uh, hold on. Stealth, I Fifteen. Fifteen. As you slowly duck along the ground, keeping your robes tucked around you, you are pretty conspicuous against the white snow, but you manage to, like, uh, clumber on your hands and knees along the ground keeping your tail wrapped around yourself as you make it into the tree line as you see two gnomes smoking cigarettes behind the large boulder in front of you Uh, as you hear a thump behind you Hanash has come to join you and he's (laughs) into the snow next to you I tell tell him that he needs to be quiet and slow purposeful movements and we don't want to scare the horses I kind of give it all these thumbs really quick. <laughs> As you look up, Maud lifts her tail 
over her mouth you know <laughs> as you hear two gnomes talking um, you see some acrid smoke rising up as you gather that they're smoking which direction are they facing both of them are facing away to you towards the horses uh, Belsia, what are you doing uh, I'm going to link up with Tati in a classic pincer movement Belsiar and Aristobulus are both going to go and join the tree line up in the middle. As you look on, all of you can see that there's um, three or four gnomes wandering around in the encampment by the cart. As Hanash and Maud, you hear footsteps behind you as McGruber comes to join you quietly. So if we went out, if we kept going right... Would we be seen by the gnomes near the cart? No. Okay. I uh, asked more about what the game plan is since she was at first in this direction. So, um, the plan is so we are, there are two rocks. How big are the rocks between? where we are and see see tree behind the horses so there's oh I see there's two rocks yeah right so the gnomes are just behind the giant rock that's nearest you um gnomes are well each of those squares on the map is five feet so five ten fifteen twenty twenty so the gnomes are about twenty five feet away the rocks about twenty feet away from you they're facing away currently, not really paying a great deal of attention. You can hear a chitter chatter between them. Do either of uh, Maud and Hanash, do you speak Gnomish at all? I think I speak everything, don't I? <laughs> you can't just speak everything. Why? You speak to animals. <laughs> you just hear a low <laughs> As a seagull goes over the top, you just hear it saying, Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I'd like how big are the rocks are they bigger than Hanash and myself oh god yeah I okay. mean Hanash is big the rock is bigger think of a do you remember Asterix and Obelisk think of a Mania yeah. so what I'd like okay. to do is I'd like to run hide behind each rock and then get to where the tree behind the horses I don't think you're going to be able to do that because the two gnomes are in front of you you could make it up to the first rock without being seen for sure as long as you're quiet where are the two gnomes Behind the giant rock that's directly, um, do you see the I bottom line? Middle, bottom middle. So it's the bottom middle, middle there's a giant rock. Yeah. That's just on the other side of the Oh, okay. Where, where the shingle is, if you see, there's two gnomes. Hang on, you're going to have to beat them to death. There's no <laughs> No other, there's no other way. Um, you're going to have to smash cake their heads in. Sleep. I, uh, yeah, I get the morning start. I like, <laughs> really walk towards them, dragging them. As you go to set off, you hear a West Country voice behind you. As, as McGruber, who's come to join you, is like, Alright, what's the plan then? Go kill him. 
slit their throats so they don't scream or just incapacitate them so that they're, they're not noisy you don't want to alert everybody what, what weapon does McGruber have? We don't want to make a big thing out of this, but I sort of didn't bring a weapon. As he looks around quickly, looks down on the floor, takes his shoe off, takes his sock out, puts a load of, like, rocks in the end of his sock, <laughs> puts his shoe back on and just, like, starts swinging it like a bowler. I'm going to lend him my crossbow. You what? I'm going to lend him my crossbow. He looks down at the fashioned weapon he's made out of his sock, looks up at the crossbow, he's like, all right, that's a better idea. Probably fighter too. Um... As you lend him your crossbow, he's like, "Could I have some uh, quirrels to go with that? I think that's what they're called. The the arrows." Uh, yeah, you can have some bolts. I was just like, "Bolts? That's it." <laughs> I, I very quietly get them out one at a time, making sure not to rattle them. And I, I put them in the snow and turn it in so it makes like a, like a cushion sound. Like but not, <laughs> but not all next to each other. They're all like apart. Um, exactly. All right, I'll do you proud. Uh, you Wait. watch my six. You can I, from where I am in that tree line, can I, yes. keep an, can I, can I keep an eye on as these guys are looking at the ones by the big rock? Yes, two, the two by the big rock. And um, I'm going to keep an eye on the encampment and see if I can see any milling around and see if any of the, any of them are going on like patrol. So as you and Lady make your way forward, I'll say you make it all the way to the tree at the top right-hand side of that little coppice. Yeah. And, uh, you see now for the first time, there is, as you make your way up, there is a gnome by the body. At the top, if you look in the top left-hand corner, there's a body by the wood. There's a gnome standing over the body. Oh, okay. yeah. There's two gnomes at the top of the camp, and there are two gnomes in the sort of area where the fire is. Okay, so there's two two gnomes where those like three or four big tents are, and then there's two where the fire is. Yep. Okay. And there's a gnome currently poking a body at the top of the map with a stick. Of course, yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Belsia, what are you doing? Um. Do we have, well, yeah, we have we have a good idea of how many there are. Um, I'm just gonna tiptoe behind Tatty and just just whisper and say, "Are these like real baddies?" Then can I? Um, I'm not gonna be able to recognise them from this far away, but can I? Um, can I see if they're wearing the same kind of clothes and garb as the ones that? We're in Bellback Village. Um, yes, for the sake of storyline and expediency, I will say that they look roughly like the people who were torturing MacGruber. Who you murder Robert. That's what, what I'm trying to say is, should I feel bad about killing them? Or no. are, they, are, are they baddies? Uh, they're bad people. As you say this, you hear a little snivelling behind you as you turn around and you see Aristobulus, who's just standing there a little bit shaky he's like I'm a bit scared I turn to um, I'm going to turn to Aristobulus is Aristobulus with me and Belsia? yeah yeah. I'm going to turn to Aristobulus and say um, look fear fear is uh, fucking bullshit we all we're all scared all the fucking time Um, but 
you got to do what you got to do. And not as no. inspiring as my last speech. <laughs> oh well, look, I feel better already. Jesus Christ, fuck me! I was I was ready to give in, but those words were beautiful. Is he? You see a frozen tear on his cheek. Ah, it's fucking beautiful. That is right. Come on in. As you see him reach into his robes and pull out the dick slapper. He's <laughs> like. I'm guessing Tally gets inspiration for that speech. I already have inspiration. He's got to wear off the first inspiration. As um, as Aristobulus looks over at the Dragonborn, he's like, "All right, then, what's the play, wise man?" Um, I have a I have a little suggestion, but I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking if you guys, if you if you two and me can coordinate, um, you two. How are you communicating this? Yeah, no, 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 I, we're, we're not, basically. This, this, is <laughs> if, if we, this is why I said if we can coordinate. Like, these guys are these guys are already pretty far off. Um, I was I was looking at the I was looking at the encampment to take out those two when they started running towards where you guys are. So I was I basically I'm waiting on on you guys to go and then I'll I'll attack the ones the, the two that like run towards you guys basically. And then we've got like three or four more to deal with. Who needs a plan, right? Wait, I can communicate this plan. Um, I use animal objects to create a little bird that flies to Maud and tells her yeah. everything. I like that. Do you have control over the object? You can ask it to perform a basic task. Oh, cool. So it could probably do some semblance of a plan. <laughs> What kind of animal are you making? Just a little sparrow. Just as a little sparrow. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's it going to say? It's going to say... Listen very carefully. I will say this only once. <laughs> your plan is... Make your plan, cocksuckers! <laughs> Sorry. What's the only two years ago? I let it perch on my finger and I, I asked Hattie to tell it the plan. I, um... Just for a second, I look at the bird very quizzically, um, and then I say, "Okay, tell Alpha Team, which is Hanash <laughs> uh, and Maud, um, they they attack the two by the large rock. Uh, we will attack the the two or four that come running from the encampment, um, and then we'll just fucking deal with the rest as we go." Okay. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say to the sparrow. <laughs> all, all have Belsia communicate with it. I don't know. For the, for the purposes of, of of law, you technically you're telling me, and I'm telepathically transmitting it to the sparrow. Got it. <laughs> but you don't I, know that. I say, um, tell Alpha Team uh, count down from thirty when you get this message, and then go. We'll go at the same time. Countdown from 30. How do you know when the bird is going to reach me? When do you start counting? What's the. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to. You can't walk. I can fucking see the bird. It's a bird. As Belsiar releases his hand, the little sparrow goes. (laughs) and just takes off through the air. Hanash, suddenly something lands on the spike sticking out of your head. Just look (laughs) up, or try and look up, and you just see the wagtail of a little sparrow on the bit of metal sticking out of your temple. <laughs> I mean, 
Oh, man, I feel like it was saying truth to my parents and I would definitely try and kill this. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish it had gone for more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna hope that birth reactions are going to mine. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and swap the bird. You're gonna try and swap the bird? Yeah, I'm gonna try I'd and... like to very quickly grab Hanash by the throat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You two are camped out behind two gnome guards. You're having a fucking fist fight over a sparrow. Alright, that's Hanash. I'm trying to save his life. Hanash, as you look over, something warm and blobby lands on your shoulder as the animated sparrow takes a shit on your shoulder. As you're like, <laughs> as you go to crush it with your hand, you feel a sudden like whip snap as a tail wraps around your wrist. Holding you in place. I use my other arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sparrow have any fucking time to communicate with these guys yet? No. Can I, at the same time as grabbing his throat, can I bitch slap him on the back of his head with my tail? Oh, okay, right. So we've moved it around. Anyway, so you grab him and you bitch slap. All right, make me an unarmed attack. Jesus Christ, you guys are about as subtle as a pork pie in a synagogue. We're in weird. We're an hour into this, and the most combat we've had is just between Morden and us. Where's the shower, man? I bet that was the message. I bet if you, <laughs> if you look at that shit, there's going to be a real nice swirl pattern on it that tells you the exact like, <laughs> like prison break that we're fucking bird excrement. Like a micro dot. Like a. Unarmed attack. Yes. And I've got I've got the um, optical equipment that you can use to read that micro dot, but I realised too late that I still have it. That does it. As she builds you around the back of the head, you just see stars as you sway on your feet. As the bird just looks over and just goes, "Shut the fuck up!" Right, the plan is, and then just starts like rabbiting on. It's like, this is a pre-recorded message. Alpha T. When I count down to 30, the plan is, go! And then it just turns back into a rock and falls off the side of your head. It's, yeah. There's now a discrepancy in the plan. That's fucking useless alarm clock. <laughs> as, you, as you both hear a noise off to your left-hand side, what are Tati, Belsia, and Aristobulus? Is this not a trap? Is he not a grenade? Just a furry grenade? <laughs> So wait, this message will now self-destruct. <laughs> did, my, did the bird come down? No. Well, wait, from my yeah, from my perspective, it's been the right amount of time, so I've just dispelled it now. <laughs> exactly. You don't know what's gone on over there. Well, so, my my plan was to wait until they went, and then when the guys from the top encampment started yeah. running out, we would attack them. All right. Sears, I think. When we come out, can you? Can they? Can they have a line of sight to us? Just about. As I, 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 I fucking look at Hanash and I point at him, fucking SWAT style, and I, I, I do two fingers for him and for him and more, and I go like that towards the two girls that are in front of them. Two things happen at that point. As you look over, Hanash has got bird shit on his hand. He's trying to smear it <laughs> off his shoulder, but he gets more on his hand, and then he gets some on his face, and he basically puts combat stripes across his face in bird shit. And the oh, other that's going to be perfect in the snow. 
The, the, the other thing you notice, as you make the international sign for two, McTavish, not McTavish, what I'm talking about, McBeanie, McGruber, fuck me, every fucking character <laughs> in this. As you look over, McGruber sees the fact that you said two and just gives you the international wanker sign because you've forgotten it. <laughs> Alright, no, I'll keep him safe. Fuck him. Did, did I see Tony do this? Yes. I go like, then I uh, I communicate via gif when we, we we spend five minutes on the group chat before we commence with our plan. <laughs> right. right. Enough of pleasantries. I'm gonna More than Hanash, what the fuck are you doing? I'm getting out of there, I'm gonna fuck these guys up. So quietly as you sneak out with your bird shit swiped across your face staying low to the ground head still spinning as Maud has clipped you around the back of the skull you slowly step out into the clearing I want you to make me a stealth check two of us this one. are you going with him? yeah yeah eight um <laughs> No point in stealth. I always have to do it for some For fuck's sake. Sorry. All right. You can swim. Twelve. Twelve. You make your way out slowly. You're about to move. Everything is tense. You feel your heart beating in your chest. As a hand appears on the back of your shoulder, Hanash, and a little voice says, All right, I've never used a crossbow before, so how will we use one of these things? You... you the bolt in like the non-pointy side goes in the, in the thing alright and then the, the trick of using a gun before aye yeah like a gun but with the bolt alright look yeah. no need to take that shitty sarcastic tone with me alright just cause I come from a fucking farming background doesn't mean I'm thick as pig shit alright we met you in a big city alright <laughs> Right. Yeah, he knows how to use a gun. <laughs> Everyone knows what farmers know how to use. Does this guy go? <laughs> We're not basic hunting. Yeah. You just, Hanash, you just hear. I can hear that shitty gnome judging me from here. <laughs> Thinks he's better than me. All educated. I am. Um, I kind of just get like in by like, the shoulders and like, you've got this. Do this. All right. All right, that's quite the speech. I'm ready! As he fucking like, gets on. Right, that's where we're going to pause for a drinks bait momentarily before shit gets real. I like that in an hour we've moved maybe 10 feet each. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> You've literally moved 10 feet. Hello, Pod. AJ here again. This is the part of the show where we will give a little shout out to some of the people from both the wider podcasting and D&D community who kindly support and share our little podcast each week. This week, we want to share with you the folks over at the Waffle Box podcast. Why not join Mike and Kush each week as they take a comedic ramble through some of the week's weirder news stories? The latest episode has a blind date that ends up in lockdown. A real-life weekend at Bernie's set in Ireland. And the hallowed tale of a lady who was charged $10,000 for a cab ride. So why not go and give them a listen? I mean, obviously not right now. That would be a fucking travesty. Finish listening to us first. Honestly, where's your bloody loyalty? And 
that just leaves time to shout out the very talented Richard Marpole. Which is an amazing name in itself, isn't it? The name Marpole kind of sounds a bit like he should be a member of the Guy Fawkes gunpowder plot. What are you doing, Marpole? Uh, Nothing. What's in the barrel, Marpole? The one with the skull and crossbones that you've displaced next to the load-bearing beam under the Houses of Parliament. Uh, um, Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. But um, if you could stop smoking a pipe next to it, that would be great. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Sorry. Enough of that shite. Right. Back to the point. The amazing Richard Marpole has created the brilliant book, The fantastically named Vicious Voluptuous Villains, which is available on DriveThruRPG for the amazing price of $1. Yeah, that can't be right. What? Yep, no, no, apparently it is $1. So go and support the wonderful Richard Marple and go buy yourself a copy of Vicious Voluptuous Villains. Right, so if you fancy getting your project shouted out on here as those poor souls just did, then come give us a follow on Twitter. Slide into our DMs and we will see what we can help with. Right, back to the action. Segway, segway, segway. Okay, we are back. As I have distributed a map, fine. I've renamed the bloody icon for Lady so that it's now a B and she's grey so that it's not an L anymore, but you get the fucking point. Thank you. I should never have renamed the Sodding Wolf. <laughs> right. I only made a rod for my own back there. Uh, right. So, Anash, McGruber, Maud, you step out onto the crisp snow trying to keep the crunching noise low as you you can feel feel as you can smell the foul tobacco coming from the two gnomes in front of you on the other side of the rock as they share a cigarette oh I'm going to attack them you don't understand gnome as they just turn to each other you just hear them talking as they say Wootini fucking cowards so attack <laughs> 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 Tatty wants bonus XP for being able to speak to oh, Tatty wants bonus XP because he's just finished rewatching The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jawas. Uh, right, so Hanash, you are walking up to what? Number one, number two? What are you doing? Uh, I am walking up to. Um, I'm saying number two. Let's go number two. Okay, if you walk up, I will give you this as a surprise round. Do whatever you want to do. Oh, I'm going to bash his head in with a morning star. Good. Twelve? Uh, Twelve? Yeah. Does he get advantage because it's a surprise? Yes. Surprise! Fourteen! Fourteen. Uh... is a miss as you go to swing miss you hear a on the rock next to you as we now all need to roll initiative I died behind the rock so they just think it was a bird that died and threw into the rock <laughs> <laughs> as he ducked out of the way 
I think a bird attacked him with a morning star. He didn't see it. I mean, like, he just hasn't hit the rock, you know? Maybe it's... I don't know. All right, all of you make me a initiative check. I got, I got ten. Not you. Oh, we're going to do this little pocket of people first, and then we... I got a natural one. I can't even find initiative. Where is it? Next to the arm, I think. Jesus. No, I can't see it. Next to where? Uh, the big armor, the big, big armor thing uh, to the left of where all the skills are, just above the actions, just beneath the proficiency bonus. Oh, got it. Sorry, being dumb. That's right. All right. Eighteen. All right. So amazingly, they rolled twenty-two and twenty-one. So. Uh, okay, so number two, the one you just cracked in the fucking head, turns around, sees you, looks up, gets freaked out as he um, pulls out a sharp blade and um, makes an attack against you. Uh, he's pulled out like a wicked looking blade. I say, we're not me, bro. Oh, what is he want? Is he hungry? Mm-hmm. He's had two. He's had an extra meal today. Oh. An extra meal. Oh. Jesus. Just, just the big, the big boy eats all his food. Mm. Big boy is you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, he gets a six, Hanash. He is surprised. He takes a swing at you as it just grates across the front of your armor, making a screeching noise like a knife and fork across a dinner plate. I do a really creepy laugh. <laughs> As the other one, uh, the other guy starts, like, turns around, sees you, looks up, and is like, We got problems! That's a hate boy. I'm moving the back and forth between Jawas and, and just fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> Shut up! We got problems! We got problems! I got problems! As uh, the little guy goes charging over to you, Maud, going to make an attack against you. Uh, he oh. takes out the wicked blade. I just whack him in the face with my tail. It's not your turn yet. He takes out his little blade, Oof. and he gets uh, 18 to hit. <laughs> Fuck you. Right, um, what do I do? Uh, well, what's your armour class? Where do I check that? Uh, next to your initiative. Next to your initiative, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like this now. Hold on. At 10, is that good? Bad? Uh, well, he got. Uh, what did I say he got? He got. Uh, he, got four, he got 18, so. That's going to hurt me. Yes. As you feel a knife go clean through your can't outfit. Can't even move. We can't dodge him. Not yet, you can't. Uh, is this the first time we've been combats and small joiners. Yes. Well, I just have to stand there and get fucking stabbed. Brilliant. <laughs> you, take, you take four points of damage as you feel a knife go into the soft parts of your gut. As you feel a sharp pain as you see him slide the knife out as he's like... <laughs> is it's it my turn? Fucking wild. Uh, it is now Maud's turn, yes. I'd like to grab him by the throat with my tail and smash his head against a rock until he's dead. Do you not have any weapons on you? I don't, no, no, I, I want hands-on combat. 
<laughs> As a man stabs you in the fucking gut, you pick him up and whack his fucking head into a rock. Um, a few times. Relentlessly until he's dead. Uh, uh, make me an unarmed strike. I know where that is. Eighteen. Eighteen. There's a. <laughs> as you just see his head crack into the rock. Uh, make me D4 for bludgeoning damage. Roll me a D4. Uh, a D4? Yeah, there's a dice rolling thing in the bottom left hand corner if you look. Is it F and D4? Mine's just four without a thing. doesn't actually techni- can't technically do any damage with her fist because she's What's too weak. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, being, I'm being generous here. The D4. Roll to everyone? Everyone to roll? No, just you. What? It's not doing anything. So, click, click on the dice in the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, it says two. Yeah, yeah just yeah. roll. Press the X. Oh. Press it again. Click it once. Yes. And then click roll. One. You did one point of damage. <laughs> he looks a little bit dazed. As you see, like, blood starting trickling down the side of his face as he rocks back on his haunches a little bit. I was horny fucking this entire time. Just... like, don't you worry, I've not used one of these four, but I'll give it a go! As he pulls the trigger on the crossbow. Oh, has he aimed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he pulls the trigger. Oh, he gets a twelve! As you hear a into the rock next to your head, Maud, as the arrow splinters on the rock next to you, as you just hear McGruber say, All right, I'm sorry about that. That was a calibration shot. That's one out of five bolts. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to Hanash. All right. Well, I'm going to try to for the guy that tried to stab me with the Maud and stuff. I want to right. smile. I want to really grin at him while I'm doing Oh, fuck you, Tad. He's a shit. Taking a swing again, he rocks back on his feet as you see your morning star just brush across the top of his hood. As you see the little guy put his middle finger up at you as he's like... <laughs> Very angry. Right, as we roll back round to the top, the second guy... Um, wherever the fuck he is, where's he? Uh, the second guy is next to you. As he basically pulls out his knife, he's going to take another swing at you um, with his little knife. He gets a 25 oh, as he finally oh. finds the gap in between your armor and slams his knife into you. Um, you take another five points of damage as you, you feel your internal organs starting to... You, you've got some serious pain going on. You're starting to wish you weren't flattened by a cow earlier. <laughs> Yeah, I'm at half health, pretty much. <laughs> you guys are so fucked. Guy doing what you love. <laughs> the first guy's really, really dazed, Maud, as he's rocking backwards and forwards on his haunches whilst you hold him by his throat, having bashed his head in. As he takes a swing at your tail, he tries to cut your tail off him uh, with his knife. He tries to cut my tail off? Yep, he gets 25. Fuck off. Damn it. Well, it's not hard to hit a tail that's literally wrapped around your neck when you've got a knife. <laughs> um, I, but I'm squeezing really hard. Why is he dead? 
you take five points of damage as he starts soaring through your tail. Oof. I'm going to smash his face into the rock some more. It's now Maud's turn. I want to smash his face into the rock really hard, and then what have I got? Just pick something that does damage. I'm trying to. I don't think I've got many weapons. Oh, fuck it. How many of them have we got? Two. There's literally two of ten goblins. But there's ten goblins in total. There's ten gnomes in total. Okay. Can I just abyssal scream and kill everything? Uh, yes, you can do an abyssal scream if you wish. Uh, I shout, I shout out to the rest of the team. Um, a warning. Hang on, you've got a thorn whip. You've got a scimitar. Click on actions, and you've got all sorts of stuff. You've got a bloody thorn whip. You can see the thorn whip, right? I like to do the screamy thing, please. Uh, that's uh, oh hellish rebuke yeah you yes. can do that as a reaction to be fair after getting hit yeah yeah that's killer you've also got all sorts of magic you can do loads of magic uh, you want to do hellish rebuke yeah yeah it, would it kill everything I think it would uh, let's have a read of it hellish rebuke spells no no you just point your finger at it and um he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. He's monumentally... I'm monumentally momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw. It makes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Uh, it got 13. So what's your... Uh, in your spells... What's your save DC in the top of your spells? If you click on spells, there's three numbers at the top. What's 13. Your save? There you go. So he's just taken a whole load of uh, fire damage. So roll 2d10. 12. 12 total. Mm. So as you grab him by the neck, you get monumentally fucked off as he starts soaring through your tail. As you look at him, you point your finger. Fire reads up from the ground around you, and he starts cooking with it. Bit like the um, German guy at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, he just starts melting like a wax candle as you see the skin just dropping off him and sizzling on the snow. Before you just hear screams as his hair ignites, as you're now holding onto a human torch. He's just about still alive, um, but not by much. Um, as McGruber is like, Don't worry, I've got the hang of this now, as he's reloaded the crossbow, aims it at. Aims it directly at the um, gnome who is on fire and pulls the trigger and gets a 20, not a natural, as the um, arrow slams into it, doing six points of damage as an arrow goes clean into the chest of the, the gnome who's now on fire, flailing around and twitching. He is very fucked. Yeah, Hanash, you're up. Okay, cool. Well, let's try this again. I'm going to hit this guy with a morning star, but I'm going to I'm gonna do it with my mean face on. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. 23. 23. You crack him around the fucking head with a morning star as he starts going a little bit limp. How much damage have you done? Uh, I did eight. 
I'm gonna do patch and search to like have another swing. Seventeen the next one to hit. Hit. Fourteen damage. Fourteen damage. You hit him once, you just see him going limp. Hit him twice, you hear a crack as the whole side of his face caves in as he just flops forward and just collapses onto his feet. As you pull your morning star back, it's got bits of like flesh and skull kind of on it. As the other guy didn't get up. Um that is him out of the equation. Um, which means we loop back round to the guy who is literally hanging on to life, hanging on to Maud's tail, melted like a wax candle. He's literally pretty grim as he looks up, pulls out his knife and just swings. One of his eyes is melted out of his socket as he, with his one remaining eye through the pain, he makes a swing at Maud um, and gets an eight. He's, I mean, he's got no depth perception. He can't see what the fuck he's doing. There's just, like, hot goop is dripping out of one of his eye sockets. He doesn't even come close to swinging at you, Maud. Um, oh, nice. You want to what? Um, for the sake of how little health he has left, uh, just make me an unarmed attack. <laughs> Oh. Can I roll it again? I'll tell you what, in that he is so fucked up, I'll give you advantage. What does that mean? I get another roll and I get to pick Probably one more time, but try not to fuck this up. I'm really saying that. <laughs> he's literally missing an eye and he's on fire. Oh. So the first one was two, and the second one was 19 plus one, which is 20. All right. Being that he's only got one point of health, how do you want to do that? I'd like to pick him up and smash his face into a rock until he's nothing but jelly. So, as he's already crispy, on fire, screaming, one of his eyes is just oozing out of his socket, you just pick him up and just twat him into the rock as he just gets a wetter and wetter noise as he rebounds off the rock until something sloughs off him and you're just holding on to the body. The head has come off and has just turned into a meat piñata. Yeah. Like when uh, an ice cream melts off the cone. Yes, as an ice cream melts off the cone. Your bits of like outer flesh just like dripping around your hand and your wrist. As all of this is going on, um, you have killed two of the gnomes. Um, you can now hear a loud noise coming from the where the horses are as people are now aware of your position. Um, the gnomes are now moving round to try and flank you. The gnomes that were up by the horses are now running towards the other rocks as we pan back to Tati, Belsiar, Aristobulus, and Barbara. What are you doing? As you look over, you see the kerfuffle that's going on. You see Hanash attempting to morning star a gnome to little effect as Maud gets monumentally fucked off until you just see her beat a gnome to death against a rock as... Anash, finally losing his rank, applies himself and fucking mulches a gnome into the ground with his morning star. As you see, MacGruber is just about getting the hang of um, his uh, crossbow. Okay. Can we, from where we are in the tree line, can we see the uh, the horses and the gnomes that are there? Uh, no, you can you can you can just about hear that there's somebody coming. Um, you can you can hear that the 
the, the gnomes that were by the fireside are now starting to move through the tree line upon the position of your friend. Uh, they oh. pull down all sorts of problems upon themselves. Okay. So the ones at like seven and eight, are they? Do I get the impression that they're they're just moving straight down through the trees? They're moving straight down through the trees. Yeah. Just for accounting, I'm gonna trade two of my sorcery points to get back two of my spell slots. Thumbs up. Um. Okay. Got an idea. Got a couple of ideas. It's gonna take a couple of turns to do this. Um. Can I see the ones that are moving through the trees? Going south towards where Hanash Not so well, but you can see number 10 and number 9, who are the two at the top of the camp. You can see them running through the camp. Okay. Uh, make me a perception check. Okay. Good. Uh, 27. It's a natural 19. 27. As you watch them running through the trees, you look up and you see two more gnomes charging through the encampment. As you do a double take, gnome number 10 suddenly catches your eye as you recognise your one-time... Friend Skull. He's moving. He's moving down towards where Hanashen. Uh, Skull is now with number nine. Is currently in line with where the um, top of the cart is. Right. In between the red tent and the cart. Right. It's nice how these things line up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna um, before I before I recognise that it was Skull. Uh, I'm gonna, as I see them moving, moving down towards the um, where the cart is. Uh, I'm just gonna say, like fish in a barrel. I'm gonna throw the dagger of cinder and ash. Oh, I didn't need me on the did that. Just did me a little random roll. Um, I'm gonna throw the dagger of cinder and ash, and I'm gonna use one of my fireball charges. Why does that keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> It keeps rolling me D4s on D&D Beyond, and I don't like it. It's a sign. Now, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to aim for... Is he moving down with the other gnome, number nine, as well? Yeah, yeah, they're in they're in tandem with each other. Right, I'm throwing the fucking dagger at Skull. I'll consider that a surprise attack. Woo! Does that give me, that gives me advantage, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. You get sneaky. Uh, I do, but uh, 24. Hit. Okay. So I'm going to roll the regular damage first, and then I'm going to let us roll the extra effect that the dagger has. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's 9 plus. Five, so that's fourteen damage. Um, and mortal enemy drops here. Yeah. Um, and then for the dagger of cinder and ash, uh, he has to make a dexterity saving throw, DC seventeen. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, okay, now I have to now I have to check how much fire away. Think. Okay, so he takes eight d six damage. What? That's what fireball does. Eight d six. Hey, you made this fucking item, man. Oh shit! 
Did you actually mean for it to be a fireball, not fireball? No, no, go with it if I gave it to you. How many charges does it have? Three. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the Barrett 50 cal of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pink mist. So, because he's the centre of the fireball spell, yeah. which is like 20 foot radius... Yes. So the, the other guy, the other guy, I yes. assume has to make the same dexterity saving throw. Or take. <laughs> 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 the other guy fails as well. Oh my god. 31 damage. 31 damage. Right. First of all, you see the other guy just go up in fucking flames. As he's like, ah! As the wagon starts going up, you see him just pinwheeling around on fire as he just does that kind of flailing things. He just falls into the snow and just starts sizzling. As Skarl um, takes literally the full-blown explosion to his face as you just hear a voice saying, Oh, that is not good! No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it stings so much! Ah, make it stop! As you just see Skull just throwing snow on his face as you see one half of his face is ruined. You um, Hey? As if we made our own Blofeld here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's who he sounds like. He really sounds like Christoph Waltz. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So, <laughs> number nine is Crispy Chicken. As um, I would like... Um, I would like Tatty, Belsiar, Aristobulus um, to all make me um, initiative rolls, please. Uh, should I do a separate one for Barbara as well? Nah, just use yours. Okay. Fifteen. Is Skull dead? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-three. What did you get? Um, what did Aristobulus get, even? Sorry. Oh, sorry, I need to do Aristobulus. Um, Aristobulus... Sorry, I have to do this separately on mine because I can't roll his. Uh, Aristobulus got a six. Okay, so oh, no, wait, uh, seven. Sorry. What did you get, Belsia? Uh, Fifteen. Okay. So first up is Tatty and Lady. Fuck yeah. Um, oh, I need to... Um, for the dagger, I need to make a... Dexterity saving throw to catch the to catch the dagger. Otherwise, I have to make the same dexterity saving throw for the fireball. Um, what? Yeah. Oh, funny For myself. Even the fireball. In the kill if you will fucking die. Yeah. If you have more than fatal health points. Yes. Oh fuck you. Uh, I got a 17 on my dexterity saving throw. I only have to make a DC 10. It literally like flies back right. Um, okay. <laughs> so, my turn. I'm gonna... The one that was next to Skull is dead, right? Oh yeah. Just twitching in the snow. Just sure. I like him. Um, I'm gonna Hunter's Mark Skull. Uh, I guess that's my bonus action. Um, and then I will pull out my bow and arrow and attack him. Okay. Make me whatever attack you're going to make me. 22. Hit. Um, 
That's seven damage plus. Let me roll my hunter's mark damage. Seven plus four is eleven. Uh, I guess I don't get sneak attack damage on this one. Eleven damage. Eleven damage. Uh, yep, as you see an arrow sink into his thighs, he's like, Oh, that is not good. No. <laughs> ah, leave me the fuck alone, you little shit. As he grabs onto the, the arrow sticking out of his leg, as he looks over at you, he's like, Oh, Tati Bojankos. Jesus Christ, has it come to this? As he, <laughs> as he whips out an arrow, you see him using all the skill that he trained you with. He fires his arrow and gets seven points. <laughs> you see the arrow twat into the tree next to you. You got seven to hit. Yeah. He's like, listen, that was a sighting shot. The next one will be much better. I fired one shot into the tree. <laughs> he uses his uses his next shot. He gets 24 with his next shot. Boom, hits. Does he 12 points of damage. As he's like, he um, looks over at you, he's like, listen, I would love to stay and chat, it's been a long time, but quite frankly, uh, I must dash now. He's like, sane. Move him in the direction that you've got in with this character. He just fucks off deeper into the tree line, so you can't see him anymore. Where, where's he? Where's he? Is he just like? Is he just Homer Simpson into those trees? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gone, go away though. I must go now. You can't see him. Emotional, my friend. <laughs> right. Um, right. Who's up next? Uh, Belsia, what are you doing? Uh, how many are in sight exactly? Are any in sight? I don't know. Um, how many are in sight now? Uh, no, you're no one that you can see. You saw which way he went. Okay, I'm gonna use my uh, detect thoughts radar to try and pinpoint a bearing for the skull. Uh, you use detect thoughts. You do, does anyone have to roll anything for that? Uh, only if I. I think uh, you get like surface thoughts. Only if yeah, only if I want to probe. What's the range on that? Thirty feet. Thirty feet. Uh, the only thing you pick up with detect thoughts is um, Aristobulus behind you and the <laughs> <laughs> okay, I whispered to Tati, he's more than 30 feet away. Not <laughs> your action. Are you moving? Um, well, no, I've got no. I, I don't know which way to go. I'm just gonna. You're just gonna stay there. It's a bit of a, a dance whip of a turn, but. No, that's that, fine. That, that At least we've established that. Uh. So do I uh, do, um, do I Barbara's turn as well? Uh, well, Barbara skipped her turn, apparently. I have to come back around to Barbara. What? <laughs> be, you didn't do anything with Barbara. You were so excited. Was your, was your 8d6 damage not enough for you? <laughs> that, was on, that was on my surprise round. I didn't fucking end it. Oh, shit. Sorry. You were top of the round. Yeah. So she, she was acting on the same initiative order as me. 
Yes. All right, do do something with it then. Go on. Uh, I just I, I wanted to because uh, we saw where the um, we saw the body that was up by number six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to send her up there to have a look, to have a look around. I, I I know she's not going to do anything real this turn. I know that that's a lot of squares to move. Um, her range. Uh, her speed is I think it's fifty feet. Wow. Yeah, she's a fucking missile. Okay, as all of that is going on, um, you hear a thwapping noise behind you. As you turn around, Aristobulus is doubled over on the floor with an arrow sticking out of his lung as he takes 22 points of damage. 22 points of damage. The gnome, who you didn't pay attention to at the top of the screen, has caught up with you now as he's come down and has shot Aristobulus in the back, which has entered his lung. He's taken 22 points of damage. As he's lying on the floor, he just says, Do you know, I said I was scared. Oh, God, no. He's, you see blood coming out of Aristobulus's mouth as he's like, I'm not going to lie, I felt better. It is now Tapian Lady's turn. Ah, so that's where I was sending Lady originally. Uh, okay. Well, the, the gnome, if it's any consolation, has come round the other side of those trees and is now uh, just above your coppice of trees, directly below where those rocks are. On the left-hand side of the map. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Um, Lady's gone straight up the map. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to... Turn around to the one that's just fired at um, Aristobulus and. Shit. Now, I'll have Lady act first because otherwise I'll fucking forget. Um, Lady's gonna run over to that guy and she's gonna just fucking, just fucking attack him. Um, uh, runs up to him. Uh, 23 to hit. Hit. As he looks over at you, the tree line explodes next to him as a fucking wolf flies out the tree line and pins him. Uh, that's, ten, that's ten damage. Um, and he has to make a strength saving throw. Uh, he makes a strength saving throw and gets fifteen. He's fine. He's not knocked, bro. He's fine. As he looks over, he's like, clever girl. There's a velociraptor flies out the fucking brush and just takes him out. So, ah! so just, oh, um, as Lady attacks mm-hmm. him, I will also attack him, um, and because she's within five feet of him, I get sneak attack damage. Do it, do it now. Uh, it's a twenty-eight to hit. I'm going to hit. That hit. Um, seven damage plus plus one. Eight damage. Eight damage, Jesus. As you sight a perfect arrow, it flights through the air, dips and just crunches into the side of his neck. As he's he's got a wolf like ripping out one side of his neck, he's got an arrow sticking into the other side of his neck. Lady looks over at you and gives you a wry look to say that was too close for my liking. Um as we move to Skull's turn, you have no idea what Skull's doing. Whoop. Neither do I apparently. Jesus, that was badly wrong. Um I'll 
carries on doing skull things. Seems legit. Um, Skarl's there, which takes us on to Belsiar's turn. As you look over, you see Aristobulus gurgling up blood out of his mouth. Did Aristobulus ever get his turn? Or did he just get shot and then... That's a bloody good point. Aristobulus just got shot. I mean, you're in charge of Aristobulus, so, you know. <laughs> I am. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> um, I was going to give you a couple more turns before asking you, but... Okay. Yeah. Um, poor Aristobulus just got shot. So, Belsio, what are you doing? As Aristobulus looks up to you, he's like, it's so cold, everything's going really numb. I can't feel my penis anymore. <laughs> I, I gently pat his um, penis. It's interesting. I was going to say spiritual <laughs> weapon. He looks down. He's like, I think rigor mortis is setting in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I comfort him non-sexually, <laughs> <laughs> trying to avoid looking at whatever's underneath his his, his gown. Um, I'm gonna shoot uh, <laughs> an ice knife at second level at the gnome. I'm gonna use meta magic to make sure uh, Lake Barbara is protected. Is she protected from the explosion afterwards? Yes, so as long as I don't hit her, she's okay. You can use careful spell to make to make one or two people automatically save against it, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, although last time you got a rip that's one when you use that against it. So yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so that is... That is to hit a... Yay! 22. Hit. Then he takes... So he first takes 1d10 damage, so 3 damage, and then it explodes, and he takes 3d6 damage. Well, being that Skarl is disengaged from combat and he was the last person, how do you want to do that? Yes. Uh, the ice freezes him into a, into a statue that then explodes like the end of... Um, is it Goldeneye? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, as he freezes and explodes, you, you just see, like, Lady Barbara with her, like, fingers over her... Fingers? fingers? What the fuck am I talking about? As the statue explodes, you look over and you see Barbara, like, covering up her face with her paws. As she looks around, she's immaculate, not even touched by any of the exploded shards. Um, as another... ...is blown away um, now at this point I'm going to suggest we pause as if we go much further we're going to get into a whole other round of combat which is going to get icky I'm going to, I'm going to <coughs> roll out this fight across two weeks I think to do it properly otherwise we're going to get in about another half an hour's worth of combat and I think it's worth doing justice
Hello pod, it's AJ again. Thanks so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate you tuning in and come and joining us for another dollop of fantasy fuck nuggetry. Assuming you've made it this far, why not consider hitting the subscribe button and never missing another episode again? Better yet, give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are on and help spread the word far and wide. As ever, if you fancy getting your project shouted out on here, then slide into our DMs on Twitter and we will see what we can do to help. If you want to support us and help by donating the price of a hot drink, you can do on coffee.com forward slash Anonymous. Our next goal is to invest in some better audio equipment, so if you fancy helping us with the cost of that, that would mean the world to us. As ever, for all the latest news and updates, we can be found on Twitter at forward slash adventurers ano one and we also have a facebook page at facebook.com forward slash adventurers anon so that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from chris chris lewis matt chanel and myself give yourself a hearty slap on the back from all of us and we'll see you next week and remember my friends stay tipsy